to you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Well, it's a, a little bit of applause. That's, all right, that's uh, all right. Yeah, that's mostly uh, very much appreciated. Hi, everybody. Welcome, uh to another edition of Golf in Other Four Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. As mentioned, I am Dennis Silvers, and I want to uh, introduce my co-host. You know him as a uh, PGA Golf Professional and the Director of Golf at the famed Tournament Players Club in Summerlin, home of the Justin Timberlake Shriners Tournament. Let's give it up for Mr. Lee Smith. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to be here. You got less applause than I did. That's pretty normal. Wow. <laughs> pretty normal. Hey, we're, I'm here to change that. That's yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's why they brought you. <laughs> uh -huh. Anyway, uh, we want to get right into things because we've got a very, very uh, busy, active show for you tonight. Uh, some golf, a lot of golf going on this weekend, but of course, everybody was focused on one of four World Golf Championships, and that was the Accenture match play uh, played over at Dove Mountain in uh, Tucson. Uh, Arizona, more specifically Mariana, but you know, just a couple of blocks outside the city limits from Tucson. So, uh, anyway, first of all, let me ask you, Lee, why do you think there's only four World Golf Championships as opposed to three or six or ten or what? Well, I think it's probably the schedule. I mean, uh, you know, as these World Golf Championships, I think we've all heard a lot of uh, people talk about the schedule being a little too long. So, uh, you know, I think they fit in the schedule very well. Uh, with with where they're at, the ones that are domestic, and then the ones international. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think in in trying to combine the tours between the European tour uh, and the American tour, and and trying to put some events together where everybody's going to play, I think it's uh, you know a pretty good number right now. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that the uh, schedule. Uh, a lot of people think is a little bit too long, and in our birdies and bogey uh, segment coming up, uh, we've got a real good. Uh, thing about that, and it'll be interesting to to uh, get your reaction. But anyway, let's start. 64 players to start uh, in the field, and then it's elimination every day. It goes down to 32, goes down to 16, goes down to 8, and finally 4, where they play off, and you have two people that are playing in the championship match, and you have the other two playing in the consolation match. And uh, I don't know, Lee. Do you think, other than maybe uh, somebody like Tiger or Phil, uh, that would play in a consolation match, number one, they hardly get some airtime, they hardly get spoken about, do you think a consolation match is really worth having? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the fact that uh, you make it so far, and, and it, it's more from a fan's perspective. You know, the tough thing about that match play is, is that that last day, when you only have four people playing, um, that when so many fans, if there's only one match going on, so many fans following one match, the, the viewing and that type of thing is going to be very difficult. Similar to what it is like a Ryder Cup or, or a Team Cup event where there's only four matches and there's 35,000 people on the, uh, on the course. So I, I like having a, a consolation match. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty intriguing, kind of Mark Wilson. Yeah. Uh, not, I don't want to say out of nowhere because he, he just recently won, what? but yeah. definitely was a heavy underdog to Lee Westwood there in the, uh, in the consolation match and, and took him down, took down yeah. John. All right, I, I, I know where he's going with this because on our 
radio show on Saturday mornings, we were talking about the Final Four, and we picked our selections as to uh, who would win. And I've got to tip my hat to Lee. He got uh, all four correct. So there you go. I'm giving you your I due. I, they, well, it's, it's nice for you to jump out ahead of it because um, you knew it, it was coming. Yeah, I've given you your due. I love match play. I think it is very intriguing. It's a different way to play the game, obviously. Why don't you think there's not more match play on, on the tour? Well, I think for, for what we saw of people traveling and only getting to play one match and having to take off, um, which, you know, guys at least get to get a couple practice rounds in, play two rounds, um, and, and then have the ability then to, to fly to the next event. Yeah, I think it's tough in, in a match play where you've, you, you traveled all the way from Tucson, especially a lot of the foreign players, travel all the way to Tucson, play one match, and... And now and I'm, moving on, it, yeah. I'm moving on to Honda, or, yeah. or I'm, I'm going back to play the European Tour. It's, it's tough to travel all that way for one match. But um, I, for my money, match play is as exciting as they come, and I'd, I'd like to see more of it. I, I do, mean, too. I, I love it. I think most people that uh, you talk to, uh, because there's not a lot of it on the PGA Tour, uh, when they get a chance to see it, do, do really enjoy it. Longest uh, course on the PGA Tour that these guys played, Dove Mountain, about 7,700-plus yards. That is a big golf course. Uh, I, you know what? I think for risk-reward play, uh, uh, Lee, I, I think the course should be shorter. What's your feeling on that? That surprised me. I mean, as long as you hit it off the tee, <laughs> I, uh, I, would, I would have thought that you'd be. Uh, that was a joke, definitely. Um, the, uh, Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you know, I think it, it doesn't have to be total length um, that can be judged from a risk-reward or, or let's say, quote-unquote, a match-play golf course. Uh, but one of the most exciting holes on that golf course is that par four that people were able to drive, and a couple of right. them drove it into the, yep. into the desert. Yep. A couple guys drove it on there 20 feet. Agree. Um, and I think that's what makes exciting golf. And, and whether it's... Uh, the 15th at TPC Summerlin coming down the stretch, or the 16th where people can reach in two as a par five, or on this golf course where you get par fives. I think, I think it's exciting, and we'll get into Honda a little bit later, but I think it's exciting what, what Honda's doing with their golf course, trying to make a little bit more risk-reward next week on the 18th after yeah. you get punished by right. that bear trap, and, and now you get the 18th hold where... You know, anything can happen. You can yeah. go from Eagle to, to make a yeah. double bogey. I, I just meant by, you know, the risk-reward. I, I mean, I don't care. I think you'd probably agree. You could make this golf course 9,000 yards long, and the way these guys hit it so long today, it really isn't going to bother them that much. But if you shorten it up, uh, maybe just playing, you know, a little bit conservative, hitting to the middle of the green, these guys will have much shorter clubs in their hand. They can go for the pin. All sorts of things can happen. Uh, when they do, and that's what I meant by a little more risk reward. Yeah, I think I think this particular golf course, um, op opposite to that, I think this particular golf course has a lot of risk reward when it comes to the greens. Uh -huh. You True. know, the, the greens are, are are an ultimate True. equalizer there because when you take a, let's say, an eight thousand square foot green, you put a whole location in one particular spot. There's only a quarter of that green that's really usable. Right. If you hit it to any of those other parts. Uh, you know, it turns into a three-putt or a bogey. So I think yeah. the, the equalizer on that particular golf course yeah. is the greens. Yeah, very tough. I agree with it. So I guess congratulations to uh, Hunter Mahan, who beat Rory uh, McIlroy 2-1. Uh, he walks off with about $1.4 million. 
uh, in the championship match, and uh, congratulations to Mark Wilson. Kind of flew under the radar, as you said. You know, I think a, a guy who uh, is a little bit underrated, obviously, given his performance the last two, three years, uh, beat Lee Westwood in uh, in a pretty good match. So, congratulations to all of the all of those guys. Uh, obviously, making it uh, making it that far. So, good, good, good tournament. We're looking forward to the next. You know what, Hunter World Mahan, and Hunter Mahan making thirty five birdies in six rounds. A huge. Now, you know, look, yeah. we we analyze that over eighteen holes and times six times eighteen, and and you know, obviously, that's a lot of holes, but. He didn't play 18 holes in most of his matches. You know, no. at Stricker, he played, you know, nine under right. through 15 or, or whatever it was. So uh, on that type of golf course to make 35 birdies in, in, uh, in six matches, yeah. is, he, uh, I, I think the commissioner said it best at the very end. He was definitely the player that played the best from start to finish and, no and doubt. probably deserved to win. No that. doubt. It'd be interesting to see how this catapults, uh, catapults him into uh, – the PGA Tour season coming up. Anyway, there are a lot of ways you could get a hold of myself or get a hold of Lee. We've got email, of course, and that is simply golf at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We've got a toll-free number for you, 1-866-966-4599. Let me do that again. 1-866-966-4599. Had a little brain cramp. I'm sorry. How many times have you done this show? Yeah, yeah a lot. Yeah, a lot. Uh, live chat, of course. You can go into uh, our homepage, VegasVideoNetwork.com, and hit that little live chat icon. Send us in any comments, any suggestions, any questions that you might have. We'll be able to pick up and do uh, for you on next week's show. Uh, of course, we archive all our shows. You could go to them anytime if you miss any of the episodes. Just go, to, again, to VegasVideoNetwork.com. Just look for Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. Click on the show that you've missed. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube all over the place because we are a uh, YouTube partner. And, of course, we've got Roku TV. And we have Friday Night Features on 1400 AM KSHP between 8 and midnight every Friday night. They are kind enough to re-air all of the uh, audio portions of all of the shows here on Vegas Video Network. All right, I'll tell you what, Lee and I are going to step away. We're going to have a short little break. We come back. We are going to talk about the aforementioned birdies and bogeys. Stay with us. We're right back with you right after this. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, welcome back, everybody, to uh, Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. I'm Dan Silvers. He's Lee Smith. I really screwed up there. Not only did I screw up the phone number, I forgot to call for the tournament scorecard yeah. uh, thing on there. So I'll bring a, uh, my own handheld teleprompter next time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good because that's what I need, something fairly close. All right, birdies and uh, bogeys, Lee. I'm going to give you some of this uh, excellent stuff that I have searched miles for 
Can't and, wait. And uh, bet you can't. And I want to uh, let me know if it's a birdie bogey. What you think I wrote? This is this one is incredible. I am I am not making this up. A 75-year-old golfer by the name of Thomas Talbot uh, is suing is suing his former club called the Heritage Golf Club uh, after the handicap secretary reduced not made high, reduced his handicap by 7.7 7 shots between 1999 and 2004. Talbot claimed the handicap reduction took a personal toll on him as friends at his former club, number one, refused to play with him now, and they look at him in his eyes as being a cheat. What do you think? I'm not making that up. Well, And he's suing him, by the way. He's suing him. Are you sure Thomas Talbot's not an alias for Dennis Silvers? No. He's suing them. <laughs> He's suing them for thirteen million dollars, by the way. Wow. Well, actually, uh, actually, I don't know about nine million pounds or something, because this is somewhere in uh, in Britain. But an incredible amount of money. Absolutely. Well, over those that span of five years, he must have lost a he mu he must have won uh, a lot of a money, lot of money uh, when it, when his handicap was a little too yeah. high. Um, it, that's crazy. I mean, it's uh, I mean, I got to give that a bogey for. Um, just for how crazy the amount of money is over a uh, over a handicap, yeah. that's uh, that's ridiculous. That's going to be an interesting case. I don't know whether that's ever been done, but we're going to keep an eye on it, and hopefully we'll pick up something on the wire uh, or AP or something and let you know how this comes out because it's, it could be it could be a very interesting story. I got, I got some guys that I know that will follow it up, so don't promote. Oh it. yeah, probably so. so it's don't your club it too loud. Yeah, oh yeah, don't promote probably it too loud. so. Uh, changes to. Q school qualifications. Uh, the players' advisory board recently gave its blessing, in fact, last week, to the concept of the nationwide tour being the primary pathway to obtain a PGA tour card. Uh, that is, uh, and they're going to have a uh, a three tournament series, uh, and to get your card through those series, going to eliminate Q-School as we know it now, okay? And also, uh, they say a new season starting in October because of this instead of January. Remember when you said so a lot of people think the season is too long? Well, it looks like if they implement this, it might shorten it up, number one. What do you think of that? And and is this going to have an effect on the fall series? Well, I think, I, <clears throat> I mean, first and foremost, I think, from from what I understand, it doesn't necessarily rid Q school. Q school still happens, but it's not the pathway to the PGA Tour. Q school will be your pathway to the Nationwide Tour. Okay. Um, you know the the idea behind this, as far as I'm concerned, is 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 financial. That there needs to be a new sponsor for the Nationwide Tour after this year, and uh, you know I think the PGA Tour is making the prudent decision to try to make the umbrella sponsorship much more appealing for, for a new sponsor uh, for the nationwide. Is this yep. the right way to do it? I, I, you know, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's too early to tell. These plans were just rolled out in San Diego to the, uh, to the PGA Tour players, I think met with, with mixed feelings. Uh, you know, I think from, from my stance is I want to see probably some hard data that tells me who, who's more successful, players that have qualified after playing a full season on the Nationwide Tour 
to get their PGA Tour card. That's a good or point. Or the, the people that were six That's rounds and done um, that have qualified. That's a, I actually texted back and forth with a, with a tour player today that was – not in favor of it. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's a good point that you made because in case you're not, uh, as it is right now, the people, top 25 on the nationwide tour get a PGA Tour card. They go into a shuffle, and, of course, the people that qualify through the six-day Q school uh, at the end of the year, uh, 20 get their, get their PGA Tour card. So, yeah, this, this would be, I guess, dramatically uh, dramatically different. But that's an interesting point that you bring up, too, as far as, who would survive out there a little bit longer? Somebody's got a lot of competition under their belt, being a year on the nationwide, or somebody who has a good six days. And I have, I have school. Yeah, I haven't seen the data. I mean, there, there's exceptions to every rule. <clears throat> you know, we, we've seen the J.B. Holmes and the Ricky Fowlers yeah. who left college, went and played in that Q school, and were very successful on the PGA Tour. But I have a feeling that people that go through a lengthy schedule on the nationwide tour have a tendency to be more long-term success on the PGA tour than, I agree with you. than uh, Q school. I hate to say it but I but I agree with them. All right, the PGA tour has That's given the first, the, yes, the PGA tour has given the FedEx Cup a 5-year uh, renewal. Uh, the FedEx Cup uh, you know offers a uh, total bonus pool of about 35 million bucks. And as you know, the FedEx Cup has four big events uh, with a $10 million prize at the end of the rainbow. One uh, last year, of course, by Jim Furyk, who won it. And, uh, you know, there's, I, I still say to this day, Lee, uh, not controversy, but there, there's some talk about uh, the FedEx Cup. And, and I think some people are really down with it. Some people are uh, a little cool on it. Uh, they think it's just kind of a, a gizmo type thing to uh, you know to to bolster the tour. Of course, that's what they're in business for. But you know, with the series of tournaments and this elimination, uh, I don't know what's your what's your feeling on it. Well, I, I think can we add another uh, oops to Dennis's show? Uh, Bill Haas won the uh, FedEx. Oh, Cup Bill, last you're year. right. Excuse me. Um, not not. Well, I'm doing good this show, was, aren't I? It's the uh, year it's, before. It's the allergy uh, medication, folks. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, I, and I know where you you stand on the FedEx Cup. You're you're not a big fan of no. it. I I, I am. I, I like it. I I think it it draws a culmination of a, a somewhat lengthy season, um, and and ends right there in September. Whereas the Tour Championship used to be in November. And, right. and, and I like the idea of of, of the playoff events, um, and and they're ever tweaking it to to kind of form a NASCAR model uh, type right. of thing in, in a, the least amount of events as they can. The, the only people that I don't uh, like it for are the people that are searching for places to play, the, 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 the medium-range tour players and or nationwide tour players. Because when these guys don't get into a FedEx Cup event, they go and play nationwide right. uh, events, and it keeps pushing people down the ladder that don't, then don't have a chance to play, which yeah. I, you know, I definitely feel bad for those yeah. guys. And let me see if I, just to show you I'm not crazy altogether, was it three years ago that there was absolutely no suspense at all in the FedEx Cup because VJ had it wrapped up like weeks before? Yeah. Am I right about absolutely. that? All absolutely. Right. And that, One you, out of three ain't bad. You always bring that point up. But since then, we've changed point systems yeah. um, to where anybody that's in the top five heading into that last Can event, if they win the event, they win the they FedEx win the Cup. FedEx so, Cup. 
I think it's ever tweaking. There'll be yeah. continuous changes. Yeah. And I think I think the the tweaks that they have made, to be honest with you, even though I'm not a, a real fan, I think it's working. I think it's working in yeah. that regard. But we'll see uh, we'll see what happens well, with it. You know, in in this day and age, you know, I I think probably what speaks volumes is we have a PGA Tour schedule that is fully sponsored. Right. Um, and have significant that is moving forward. Now, each year there's two, three, four, just like we talked about with the Nationwide Tour needing a sponsor and those types of right. things. But um, to uh, golf is, is a venue where uh, companies and vendors want to put their money. Oh, it's absolutely. It's a popular sport. I, I don't know whether to uh, correctly or not, but we are the PGA Tour is, has every sponsor in place except one. You know what that is. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Which one? Tampa. Who who plays in Tampa? They have a, an event there in Tampa. They need a sponsor, I think. But all right, Hunter Mahan, who won the uh, who won the tournament last week, uh, picked up a nice check, as I said, for one point four million. Uh, is building a new home. He lives in a home right now that is about sixty. 500 square feet. Him and his wife. Very, very nice. No, 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 no. Very similar to mine. Very similar to yours. Uh, I think your pool is a little bit bigger, though, but very. He, no, no, no. That's not good enough for Hunter right now. He is building a home. Just bought a piece of dirt. Uh, Florida building a home that is going to be 19,000 square feet, Lee. He's going to have an underground garage. Uh, I mean, the whole deal. Good for him. Um, but ni- 19,000 19, square feet. Three times the size of his current house. He only won 1.4 million. He's got last money week, though. So he's, he's got some bucks. But I bet that's going to be more than. Uh, I bet that's going to be more than 1.4 million. Oh, I bet better, you it uh, is. I bet just for the windows for crying out loud. All right, that's going to wrap it up for birdies and bogeys. We're going to step away and take a, a short station ID, and we come back. Get your pencils out. Get your pens out. Get your paper out, or whatever because we've got a handicap helper and Lee's going to give you some great tips. Uh, Hopefully that's going to bolster your golf game. So stay with us. We're back right after this. I'm Courtney Leone. This is Vegas Video Network. You want me to mention awkward silence? Let's do that then. Okay. Never been on set here before. I'm always out live on location for Awkward Silence 2.1. I'm Courtney Leone, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. Good? Better? All right, we are back, everybody. Lee Smith, Dennis Silvers here on Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. Handicap Helper, pay close attention because, uh, Lee, we've got some great questions that were emailed in. Lee's got some fine answers, uh, I'm sure, to these questions. Lee, uh, George says he doesn't quite get or understand what you need to do about hitting a shot from the fairway with a severe upslope or downslope. Any, any tips? I think probably the easiest easiest thing to focus on uh, there is never get to where you're leaning into the hill. Um, your your body is going to have a tendency on an uphill lie to lean down uh, as far as to your bottom foot for a right-handed golfer or to your right foot. You don't want to lean into the hill into your left foot. We we still want to remain our normal stance as much as we possibly can. And typically on an uphill lie, you're going to hit it left. So you probably want to aim a little right, 
uh, take one more club so that you don't have to uh, you don't have to hit it 100 uh, percent, and then you know make sure you focus on your balance. And obviously the opposite on when your feet are above Downhill the ball. Downhill it's going to have a tendency to go right. Yeah. Um, and again, you always want to take more club in yeah. those situations so you don't have yeah. to. Uh, to All right, there you go, George. That, uh, that is good advice. Uh, Willis is a new player and says sometimes he plays with other guys that sometimes don't use a tee on par three holes. Should he consider doing the same thing? Well, I think uh, I, I think as a new golfer, I would continue to encourage you to use a tee. I mean, it, it, it definitely helps. Um, but... Sometimes using a tee versus uh, hitting a shot off the turf can be uh, a little bit different. A lot of times a, a tee, if you're playing a hole that's downwind, and you might need an extra five yards out of a club. Uh, you may hit it off a tee because you're going to have a tendency to hit it a little right. higher than uh, vice versa. If you're yeah. into the wind and you've got a little too much club, you may want to hit it off the turf. Um, but as a beginning golfer or, or, or starting, I'd always encourage yeah. a tee. It's going to help you with yeah. uh, your contact. Take advantage of it. As they say, it's always <clears> a perfect uh, lie. Robert wants to know if a medicine interesting, if a metronome uh, he's using to improve the rhythm of his putting stroke is a good thing to do. Great, uh, great question. That is a good question, but probably not a good one for me. Um, I, I putt left-handed, um, play right-handed, Putting is probably not my expertise, but... Uh, Why don't you try a metronome? Yeah, I need to probably try that. Quick, quick, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think anything that you can create rhythm in a putting stroke is, is, is going to help. Uh, do you have to go as far as, as using something like that? Maybe not. Um, but when you're on the putting green and, and looking to, uh, you know, to try to improve your stroke, I think you, you need to take a, an instructor... And follow what they say. That that's probably the easiest thing. You know, yeah. we, you yeah. talk about one of the famous putting gurus in in, in Marius Filmalter. You know, he, he talks about kind of the opposite of what people would would think. Is everybody used to say accelerate through the ball? That's right. not his theory. His that's theory right. is exactly. kind of the metronome theory. Right. Exactly. Of, uh, it's the same pace all the time, right. um, which I probably tend to agree with. So, uh, you know, I think it can help you. But uh, it's one of those things that's probably not necessary. Yeah. yeah. All right. William has been uh, having trouble lately with popping up his tee shots. Any thoughts on why and how he could get them back down? I would say drink less beer. <laughs> uh, or late in the round kind of beer. If, late in the yeah. round, if you're popping yeah. them up, you've drank too much. Um, I mean, very easily teeing the ball lower is, is one thing that can help. Uh, a lot of times I'd look on your, I'd look at your balance. A lot of times you might be getting back to that right side to where, uh, you know, it's creating a little bit steeper angle one way or another. You may be hanging on your right side or you may be getting to your left side a little too soon to where that golf club's a little steeper. Yeah. Um, you know, we always want to feel like we're making contact with our head behind the golf ball, especially when we're hitting a, you know, right. when we're hitting a driver. Yeah, that's, uh, that is good advice. Jane uh, says she dips way too much uh, over the ball on her backswing. What should she be doing with respect to that? Well, um, probably, I, think, I think pretty common, you know, kind of. Yeah, the, yeah it's, it's, uh, we actually talked about it last, last week's show, which is something that can help, is to, is to take some practice swings, uh, probably two things. Take some practice swings to where on your backswing, I make sure that I'm getting on my right side right. to where I can hang on my right foot and get up on one foot just as a as a practice drill. Right. Same thing when I accelerate through, I can get up on my left side, uh, you know, as as a practice drill. And then I think the third is in front of a mirror. 
Um, you can, you know, take a, take a, whether it's video or just look and have a mirror in front of you to where on that backswing you can have a piece of tape on a mirror and on that backswing I can make sure that the top of my head is, is still even with that top of that yeah, tape. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. That is, that is excellent. Uh, Jimmy wants your thoughts on what to do to eliminate, uh, to initiate, I'm sorry, the downswing. He's heard of several theories and uh, has watched tournaments on TV trying to see what tour players do. Initiating the downswing, very uh, commonly asked uh, uh, question. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a tough one to suggest something without seeing the golf swing because uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll talk about initiating a, a move on the downswing based on something that they need to work on in their golf swing. Um, so it's, it's difficult, but you're exactly right. You watch, watch the tour or you listen to instructors or read Golf Digest, and you'll hear anything from uh, initiating with the left hip or your left hip pocket, right. you know, releasing. Right. I, I tend to uh, have a lot of students that I want them to initiate uh, essentially a drop of the hands first uh, into the proverbial slot to where we can create a little bit of timing. A lot of times people want to get that body open and, the, and our arms and hands and, and upper body lag way behind. Um, causes us to come over the top, yep. underneath, yep. You know, leave the face open more than anything. Yep. So it, it, it's a tough one without seeing it, but uh, I would probably say the easiest thing is get to your local pro and he'll, uh, yeah. he'll help you out. Is that what you do? Just stay bent, just drop it, and that starts it? I, I try to focus on my back, you know, Facing the target as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a power yeah, position. Yeah, that's a great that's a great move. That's a great move. All right, that is. Hope that helps you. If you got questions or you want some suggestions or you want Lee to talk about anything, again, just go to uh, email email me golf at vegasvideonetwork.com or just go to vegasvideonetwork.com. Hit that chat button, send it in. And and, don't do uh, the phone number. Yeah, uh, and we'll have it uh, we'll have it on the show uh, for you tomorrow. Uh, if somebody wants to get some information about TPC Summerlin or come out and see you, how do they do that? Well, the easiest thing is, is tpc.com. Um, you, uh, you can click on Summerlin there and, and get a lot of information. Uh, great club. We had uh, you know, a great weekend with the amount of play. Greens are typically the best in Las Vegas, um, and they're no exception at this point. Yeah. Um, but tpc.com or uh, give us a call at 702-256-0111. Easy to remember, and if you want... To kick off your weekend and make sure it's great every uh, Saturday morning between 8 and 9 a.m. Tune in to 100.5 FM KXNP, CBS Radio Las Vegas for the 19th hole weekend edition. You'll hear this guy, you'll hear me. We have an hour of fun and ruckus and interviews and all of that stuff. So we hope you make that a regular uh, Saturday uh, morning happening in your life. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition. Golf and other four-letter words. He's Lee Smith. I'm Dennis Silvers. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another good show. Same time, same place. Fairways and Greens to you. Till then, so long, everybody.